everybody, Raph Esparza coming to you live on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. It is 2.07 on Best Coast time. I am so excited as we get even closer to EBI, because here's the thing, guys. EBI is always fun. It's a little bit more hectic for those of us watching, me especially, when you add slaps to the ability to watching people compete at EBI. But I hear that people love it, especially when you fought MMA before, as is the case with our good friend who is joining us today, who is not only a competitor at previous EBIs, but will be participating in this week's Combat Jiu-Jitsu at EBI 17. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Black Belt and the owner of Triumfo, our good friend, Senor Felipe Fogolin. Felipe, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be talking to you right now. Thank you very much for inviting me. Absolutely, dude. You know, I get excited because... I watched these EBI preview shows, and when they put them up, you were the first one to start. And whenever they put that first person on there, I go, oh, they want us to pay attention to this person. So it was kind of cool to see you tell your story because I'm friends with many of the same people who attend your gym. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of the people who like you. And it was really cool to hear you tell your story. What was that experience like getting interviewed uh, and, and kind of showing off your gym a little bit? Uh, it was amazing because the guys they sent to do the interviews, they're always so cool, you know, so I feel really comfortable talking to them. So it's like I'm feeling really comfortable talking to you because I know you already. Sure. And it was just like, you know, they make you feel so, so good and comfortable that, you know, you just, it just go nat goes naturally. And like, how, so, how long are they staying with you? Like, how long is a recording session for that? Uh, it was only a couple hours. They came in uh, during the prime time at the gym around 6 o'clock. And our 6.30 training was starting. They got to talk to me a little bit and do the interview outside the gym. And, you know, they then they filmed me a little bit practicing for the tournament. And, you know, just a normal class inside the gym, a no-gi class. They came on a good day because it was no-gi too. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was kind of, it went by fast. It went by really quick, you know, actually. I think the funny part to me is that when I see this footage and I can look on there and I see Dane and I just think to myself, you know, those slaps that happened to his face, I'm like, oh, Dane, I feel very bad for you. <laughs> rolling with you I know is difficult as is, but rolling with slaps or strikes... Uh, I'm sure it can be very, very difficult. But uh, I definitely love that when I walk in and my wife sees it, she sees me go like, oh, don't we know Dane? And I was like, we do. And it's not looking good for him right now. <laughs> no, man, I gotta, I'm gotta. i really grateful for Dane and Terry. You know, they, they do an amazing job at the gym. Dane actually just started a 6 a.m. class. And it's just amazing to see how many people comes up for those classes, you know, really freaking early in the morning. And every time I need somebody to cover for me, especially right now, helping me out, you know, while I'm getting ready for the fight, he's always there for me. So it's Terry and everybody at the gym, you know, we have a really awesome group of people. It's like everybody comes to me is like, Felipe, there's no assholes in your gym. It's insane. You know, like there's not even one. <laughs> and it's that's that's I don't know what happens. It's me, I, I think it's just the energy, you know, inside the place and just makes everybody, um, you know, goes through that camaraderie energy and you know help each other out and collaborate with each other so and that's 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 what i live for actually you know that's that's my main goal over there at the gym and that's a dream come true so you know i'm pretty i'm pretty grateful for that now you mentioned you know a little bit about dane kind of stepping in but i know you have other instructors other people there you know how much of that does that mean that you have to step away when you get in a big tournament like this you know do you have to kind of allow them to take the lead as you start to kind of pull back a little bit i'm not really sure what that process is so do you mind describing well that? yeah for the last it's uh it's awesome because i have some black belts ito um and chris and they they just step in you know when they see like this last best couple weeks that i have to be practicing specifically for this tournament and doing 10 minute rolls with like you know fresh people every through three minutes and slaps going on so we take a little bit of space of the mat and the class goes on on the other side of the mm -hmm. mat and sometimes i feel that vibe people watching us you know and seeing <laughs> what's going on because they can hear you know like we were practicing pretty hard and slapping pretty hard and some of the slaps they are loud you know <laughs> they get loud it's sometimes it's like loud uh, it's louder than what it feels for real you know it's just it's just loud it doesn't feel that bad but 
yeah, people will look around. Yeah, we have to, uh, you know, separate the mat a little bit. Sure. And for the past couple of weeks, they've been helping out a lot. My students, you know, just being very understanding of everything and being and giving me the utmost support. So, yeah, I man, it's amazing. I like that you tell us they sound worse than they are. Uh, I have a yeah. hard time believing that. And maybe it's just because I haven't <laughs> fought MMA or, uh, you know, I'm yeah, not, I'm not think, built yeah. like you. Because the best part is you're saying, like, you know, when you have to get down to the weight. So what's the weight for this weekend? It's 180, 186. 186. Yeah, okay. They allow, yeah. So when you say you're, you're pretty much on weight, uh, I don't know how revealing this is, but you and I are apparently the same realm of weight, and one of us uh-huh. looks like we're in shape, and the other one is me. So when I hear someone start to describe like, yeah, you know, it doesn't hurt me. I'm like, you're my same frame, but I take one of those slaps, and I'm not doing this tournament. Uh, I've had a, a couple of roles where I've had people do that to me, unexpected, and I was just like, it brings out a different side of you, where you're just like, whoa, 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 I thought this was fun, I thought we were friends, who acted prison roles here? I don't know, it's still fun though, it's still fun, I, I mean like, it's it's, it's it's not that bad, because some, it, it could be, you know, it depends where you hit it, you know, sure. if it's in the temple and the nose, it could be, but sometimes... It's just like a big noise on the like this. It sounds worse than it is, you know. Like if, especially if hitting the body or hitting the head, you know, it just it just sounds a little too much, and people are just like, oh shit, you know. And yeah. it's like, and then after that, they're like, man, that was a good one. I was like, yeah, but at, like in the midst of the fight, you know, in the midst of like everything, you don't even think about it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I you just like yeah. I definitely commend you. Yeah, it definitely changed the whole game in some some of the positions, you know, like that you don't want to expose your face. You don't you, you don't want to get slapped. That's what but like when it happens, you know, you got to move right away so it doesn't get any worse than what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And I I do think that it does keep you honest in a different way as a competitor because it was brought on as part of, I believe, in response to a criticism of VBI originally, which was that people would just allow them to get into dominant positions from underneath so that they could set up moves and people were saying like that's just not realistic well this is a little more realistic i think in the sense that yep. you know you don't hang in being mounted for too long you know you can find a match can stop uh, and and do that sort of thing we had a note here from one uh, kevin widows who's watching i believe probably from vegas and he just said what's up widows and he said uh hey. leap will win the whole damn thing fuck yeah <laughs> you know it's fun because kevin is a, a well-versed individual at that you know he's fought mma he's a very notable commentator uh for jiu-jitsu as well in mma so that's always got to feel good when even your students when they have to move away give you a nice uh oh nice yeah man confidence when they're i miss i miss the guy so much i miss you uh kevin and i wish he was here he already competed in this in this tournament as mm-hmm. you know combat jiu-jitsu so he knows what it is and i wish he was around but you know people move around just like me i came from brazil you know i'm here now he moved to las vegas he couldn't be here with us right now but he's uh he's a big part of my gym he's one of my first black belts Mm. and you know i man i love that guy and hope he's doing well over there and we'll come by visit him some sometime soon i definitely rolled with him a few weeks ago and he's doing just fine i bet i bet he hasn't put a gi on in a long time (laughs) (laughs) i did offer i will say i did offer you know it's like you know we could put on a gi and he was like (laughs) no yeah i haven't seen him in a gi in a long time since he left the gym so but well yeah, that's the beauty about jiu-jitsu, you know, like you anywhere you go, you're going to find a community, you're going to find a team, you're going to start training again, and you're going to find a new family, you know? Absolutely, and I know he doesn't forget you guys at all. So, you know, you mentioned uh, coming from Brazil, and we've never gotten to talk about that, and I do want to go there first uh, in a second, actually. But I do want to bring up just what it felt like to get the call for EBI, because you participated in it before in the regular version, what did it feel like to get that call for this particular version of an EBI with combat jiu-jitsu? Uh, I, I, I was amazing. I was expecting it, and if they didn't call me, I was going to bug somebody over there for sure. <laughs> I was going to call, send texts or something, but I got the call. It like, was one of the first ones that got the call that accepted, and, I, man, I, I love it because I did MMA before, and I focused on MMA for a while, but my passion is jiu-jitsu, is grappling, and... 
um, it translates a lot. All my all my MMA fights, I finish on the ground, and it, it, it changes the game, you know, like when you can punch, when you can slap, it changes the game. It's all about, um, you know, your pressure, your position. So for me, it was, it, was, it was a new challenge, you know. I'm always up to new challenges. When I first did ABI, it was a totally new dimension for me, like competing with point system in jiu-jitsu and then going for only submissions with heel hooks, open a new dimension that I... You know, I was happy to explore, to go through, through the heel hook system, the leg lock systems. And, you know, this is another new dimension that, you know, I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm getting to, you know, get back to it and explore with open palms. And and it's, man, it's just so exciting, you know, exciting to, to go over there. And I uh, can't wait for this weekend. I can't wait to go over there and get this bell home, get this bell to Triunfo and to all my friends and people that have been supporting me. I really like that because you, to, first of all, to get the call back is always, I, I, I'm sure, has to feel good to know that they appreciate what you've put on the stage before. And one of the things I really liked about uh, the preview documentary that they put out is that they put that really, really intense overtime, I believe from your last appearance, where you know you had a great match going into it. And there was just something extra about that overtime that made it look aggressive between, uh, I believe, you and your opponent. And it looked like your arm took a little bit of injury. And I thought to myself, I was like, yo, I couldn't go after having that. And yet that look on your face uh, when you were going for your own version of an armbar after that was, I think it makes for the stuff that people love tuning in for EBI. So do you mind telling us what that experience was like? Uh, man, that, at that point, I remember, like, I, man, he, he did a good arm bar on me on the first the part, and I had to tap, and, um, and I knew I had little time to get him to tap, so I, like, in my mind, in my heart, I just gave him my all, you know, mm-hmm. I gave him my all, and I ended up taking his arm, for sure, I could have done, like, looking back and looking at the video, I could have, you know, kicked the, uh, the bicep a little faster, closed my knees, but... You know, in the with all the adrenaline going on and having the time to feel and you know stretching his arm and feeling all those pops going in pop, and thinking that he's gonna tap but he didn't tap. It was just like you know I put it I put it all ahead on that on those seconds right there you know, and props to him that he didn't tap, and you know that's that's what happened right there. It was I just thought about like giving every single. You know, energy I got on, on, you know, I was trying to do actually a bicep crush that yeah. a lot of people, and, you know, he just held to it, and then he held into the, the arm bar. You know, at the gym, we're, we don't want to hurt anybody, you know, so, like, when we get the arm like this, it feels a little weird, you know, to pop somebody's arm and, you know, really going for the, the break, but... Yeah, props to, to Kyle, like he didn't tap and, you know, he wasn't, he ended up advancing to the finals that day. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a, a tough tournament anyway you cut it um, for either of you. Either of you would have advanced there. It, it, there was no way that either of you are 100% after that match. But I, I am curious, though, when you do see the clip and you do say in the promo that now you're just like, well, I'll let my arm go. You know, people like us who are your friends have a certain moment of, uh, okay, I mean, I'm all for you winning, but, you know, can we not? <laughs> can, can we make sure your arm is going to be okay? Because I'm, I'm on site for this, dude, and the last thing I need is to come up to you and be like, well, that's silly putty now. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's true. You know, it's just the way of saying, like, less less thing I want is to get hurt, and, you know, I want to win. I don't want to, I don't want to get even to that point. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, good. I'm glad we're we're in agreement on that right there. Uh, do you feel, though, that your previous EBI experience gives you some sort of edge? Because so many of these guys know each other so well in this tournament. And I was curious to find out if you believe that having competed before puts you at a better sort of advantage as well as competing in MMA. Yeah, for sure. Like competing in MMA gives you that edge of like, like I said, you know, the positioning, the the pressure that you have to have when you're looking for punching and striking to open other positions to to go to a dominant position that you can finish. If you go to a mount or a back position that you're 
flatten your opponent out and you have the chance to do the strikes, you know that you don't have to go for submission. You can just strike and get the submission right there, get the TKO. And competing ABI previously for sure gives you that experience edge. You know, I've been there. I fought, uh, I had already four fights at the tournament. The first time I went, I had no idea what was going on. Then the second time I had more experience. I know I knew a little bit more what my opponents will be looking for, um, you know, in the leg attacks. And and now, you know, competing again, you know, in the same stage, you know, the same lights, it for sure helps to have been there before, you know. It's the experience, the confidence that you, you know, you've, you've been there, you know. It's just the experience, it helps just by being there before, you know. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into a little bit of your beginnings because – Again, we've never talked about this, and I'm always curious as to where the grappler journey begins for you. So if you don't mind taking us back, where does grappling begin for you? Man, grappling began very, very early. Uh, my dad uh, was uh, a judo passionate. He loved judo, the culture, the Japanese people. <laughs> he loved sushi, everything, man. And he took me at a very young age to start training judo start competing very quickly after that as a kid didn't do so well in the beginning then we we moved and we moved to another gym and start training really hard this other gym was a really good gym uh from where i was in sao paulo and we had like people getting to the olympic games and winning medals at the olympic games from that gym and the training was insane you know really good training so i grew up training judo never thinking about jiu-jitsu or anything like that actually Jiu-jitsu was kind of like, um, I had a little, uh, uh, didn't like jiu-jitsu much, you know, not in, in Brazil at the time, there was a lot of jiu-jitsu guys getting to fights when we went out, at, you know, at bars, clubs, went out at night, and they were always like a little cocky and, you know, looking for fights. You could see that those people, those, uh, they call them pit boys in Brazil. <laughs> they were looking for those fights and they're not looking, looking to have fun, you know, so... I didn't like that uh, much, but when I came to America, I trained at judo at some places, but jiu-jitsu was like more accessible for me. It was really close by my house, so I started training at some gyms, ended up staying at Clabbers, which was the family environment that I was looking for, and, you know, just fell right into the that, that gym, you know, it was right close to my house, and then I fell in love with jiu-jitsu, you know fell in love with jiu-jitsu, took all the preconcepts away that jiu-jitsu guys were, you know, like not not fun to train with, you know, they had a big ego and stuff like that, and started training really, really hard from there, you know, it was my hobby, I had just a baby at the time, so my, my daughter was really young, I was able to take her to the gym, and people would watch her, that, that right there was amazing for me, you know, and it was able for, I, I was able to you know, work and train at the same time. And once I started, like, competing in jiu-jitsu and, you know, that's training more and more and just things just fell through, you know, and opened my gym after I got my black belt, started teaching them on gym and then opened my own gym and now it's been seven years into this uh, role, you know, in grappling. But in between that, too, I met uh, Master Rafael Cordero, which, like, introduced me to MMA, to uh muay thai and i'm forever grateful for that and you know train with him for a long time and nowadays you know i train with coach tyler wombos a classic fight team and he's also an amazing friend an amazing coach a brother to me and you know just like this this role just takes you to such good paths you know because it's a healthy it's a healthy role, you know, it only, only good will come out of it, you know, if you, if you take the road of a sport of jujitsu, you know, community and collaboration, helping each other out, you just meet good people along the way, you know? Cool. No, that's okay. So there's a lot to decipher here because there's stuff that I, I'm curious about, even with what you were just talking about. So I think the first thing that hits me is what made you know... <laughs> that clever was the right environment for you because so many people go through different experiences and say like, Oh, I like this, or this feels right for me. Like what was it that resonated with you, uh, with that gym and that jujitsu? 
uh, at the time it was the people that was there, you know, like we had some great, I have some great friends from that place, tough guys at the time, Asa, Chewy, Chris Chewy, Ali, like some of the guys that were training at the time over there, and nowadays they're all black belts, they have, most of them, they have their own gyms, they were, it was an amazing group of people, uh, also like they were not, like me coming as a black belt in judo, uh, to a gym sometimes people would get weirded out and like you know go go like go really for like breaking an arm and hurting you you know like just to test you and something like that and that that, that was not what i was looking for you know i was looking for you know camaraderie a family and at the same time hard training you know like good competitive people that are down to help i remember going to clabbers and um Bill, he has his uh, Lyon Jiu-Jitsu school. Bill would uh, pick me up on the side after training and show me like 10,000 moves that I was like, Bill, I need to go, Bill. Excuse me, man. I got to go. <laughs> but man, he was just like down, like people don't help, you know, down to, you know, share Jiu-Jitsu, share their lives and share their experiences. And at the time was the best place. And nothing, and, and not saying like about Kleber, you know, Kleber is an amazing coach. He's he the best one, you know, like, a, you know, energy, like every time you come in at the gym, he's like, Felipe, or anybody comes at the gym, he, he's going to greet you with that positive energy, great training, great instruction, and I cannot forget Lily too, you know, his wife, she always like, we're, you know, she always helped me out so much with uh, being a single dad, you know, and uh, having my daughter with me and they used to go to the same school at Kleber's Kids, so she was always helping me out. Like, we, we always, like, help each other. I'll pick up that school, you know, like, and that right there, it became, like I said, you know, a family, you know, like a family environment. I love them to death, and, you know, I, you know I'm so grateful for, for everything they did for me and for all the time that I had over there, you know. It was just a positive thing for me at the time, being single dad stressed out and still being able to train you know and and use jujitsu as my my escape you know for all the all the stress that i was going through at the time you know and you know it, it worked out for the best i felt I, I felt right at home over there you know that's that's you know it's a feeling that you can describe you know just feel you're in the right place hmm. that's good and i think that's a, a really good note to single dads everywhere is just you know, jiu-jitsu can be a very, very helpful thing. I think that's the, the beautiful thing is when you do jiu-jitsu, you do find yourself telling people, like, listen, this doesn't replace therapy, but it's not a bad option. Uh, it definitely uh, it helps is. you in so many different fields that I, I feel so many people connect to on that level. Yeah, it could be, like, for a lot of people that it's therapy, you know. It is, like, therapy for the mind, the body, the spirit, for every, like, it's their, it's, it's their time, you know. Yeah. Where they where they disconnect with all the stress, everything that there's going, the bad things are going through their minds. Yeah, I, I tell people quite frequently, uh, you guys, if I have the option to train in the morning, uh, you'll probably find I'm a much more manageable person uh, after training in the morning. <laughs> so I would be one of the people at Dane's class because I I've even told some of my coworkers I'm like, you want to invest in having me train before I see you. It makes me a much more pleasant <laughs> and funnier person. Uh, now, kind of, again, staying on this, one of the things that's always intriguing to me is when people do fall in love with jiu-jitsu, and you mentioned, you know, that you really fell in love with it. Do you have a specific moment or a recollection where you just knew that was it? Like, this is the thing that you want to do? Uh, not like that. I remember just thinking that when I started training jiu-jitsu, thinking, like, that I had so many... You know, bad feelings, not bad feelings, but like preconcept, like uh, being like a little race about jujitsu. Ah, jujitsu is not good, you know, it has, I, I used to think that jujitsu didn't have a philosophy in a, in a way, you know, like judo has, like very traditional, you know, very respectful. And, you know, it, like when I started training jujitsu, I was like, man, that's all out of the wind. It's just more, you know, more uh, actualized, you know, more modern than judo which is old coming from all this old tradition in japan and you know it just depends where you train you know if you train at a good place that people hold still hold that tradition but in a different way you know their respectfulness everything i remember feeling well, well like i you know 
I loved it. I, I, I loved uh, jujitsu in judo, Nawaza back then, you know, and I, I felt that I was like a good part of my game in judo. So when I started training jujitsu at a place that I really liked, I was like, wow, this, this is, this is something that I want to do my whole life. I'm also intrigued to know because I don't, I don't have a judo background. And I feel I'm uh, far too old to, to get it now. But I do love the fact that there are people who study both disciplines and, and are very successful in both disciplines. You know, what are the similarities between the two, if there are any? And, and what is that vibe like between those two? Well, uh, judo is more focused on the, the takedowns. So the fight, it's, it happens mostly stand up. If you go to the ground, you have very limited time to make something happen. It has to be the progression of techniques that are happening because if they stop, there's a little stalling, that there is a pause and the fight goes back stand up. And if you get a, uh, a pawn, like a perfect throw, ends the fight. So that's the main goal. It's the, the takedown. Uh, it's you know it's kind of like wrestling it's very very physical you know you fight for the grips you fight it's 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 a very very physical sport now jujitsu it's mostly on the ground right like if it falls on the ground it stays on the ground and you, you're looking for the submission you're looking for positioning so that's the main difference you know one is more focused on the stand up the other one is more focused on the ground is there but they're both I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're both uh, they're both martial arts that you know that you need contact. That you once you make contact, you can use your judo for taking the person down, and then you can use your jujitsu to control and submit your opponent. Right? Makes sense. And I, I've just always wondered if there's a similarity between the cultures, or if there's similarity between uh, the people, because um, I walk a little, I tread a little lightly when I know somebody's got a judo background. And that's just talking about it. Uh, just because <laughs> well, I, I know that there there isn't an innate toughness to having done judo for a long time with with people, but there's also like there's a weird Venn diagram of people who do both. And I don't know that if you do jujitsu, you necessarily are going to do a lot of judo. You might incorporate some of it into your training. But as a yeah. person who just does one, I was just curious if there is a little bit of overlap that you've ever seen just between personalities or or people or stuff like that. Um, oh, my experience, um, yeah, judo has a lot of like respectfulness tradition. Everything is taught in Japanese. So when you go get your black belt, you got to do the kata and you got to, you know, uh, know all the names of the techniques and the sequences. And it's just like a... I don't know how to explain it has more like the Japanese tradition is in into it. You know, it's in it. Now the jujitsu is more Brazilian, right? Like when I, like I said, in Brazil back then, you know, the guys wouldn't like remember coming in and they, they wouldn't like emphasize like bow into the mat, you know, and sign of respect for, for your martial arts, for, you know, where you spend your time and all of learning. And, you know, it's it was more like, you know, like Brazilian having fun, you know, like let's uh, learn learn how to, you know, be be a good fighter and then MMA came along. But now I think both are merging, you know, jiu-jitsu, is, it's, in, it's growing and more people are doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, it's the, the philosophy is merging, but in a more modern way, you know, not so Japanese, you know, it's more you know, universal, I feel. Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm curious, with the people who are in Brazil, has that changed for you? Are there, is there less of a tough guyism there? Or is it similar? Because I'm speaking I, as somebody who's never been, and I hear yeah. wonderful things, but I also don't know that <laughs> culture. So as somebody who has... You been, know, I'm like, curious. I've, been, I've been here for so long. I came when I was 19, went back to Brazil when I was 20 for six months, and then I decided to come back and been living here since so i don't know much anymore you know i've been here for 14 years my daughter just turned 14 she's going to high school now so it's uh it's a long time i haven't been in the brazilian you know you know i go for like a couple weeks come back sure. but i think it's changed too you know it's changed in a way you know the mentality of fighting and the mentality of like going out and trying to pick fights i think it's totally out and you know, I, I, I think it changed a lot, yeah. Cool. That's good. Because I know, 
the bulk of the jujitsu army is usually from nerds now here in America. <laughs> that's that's usually what we see is just these guys who are like diagramming and just being like, Well, I figured out the secret <laughs> to jujitsu and they come in and like when you tell us that you know, when you first started over in Brazil, it's these tough guys. You knew that existed, but you you do see things change even from my own perception. You know, now I'm seeing you get a nice mix. You get for every nerd, you get maybe a meathead. For every nerd, you get somebody who's always been athletic. You get always like a, a nice mix of people, and that's what I appreciate about jujitsu is that yeah, you know, there's kind of a place for everybody, no matter what kind of goon yep. or nerd you may be. You know, it's a it's a nice collective uh, uh, pot as we put that yep. together. Here's a question though: Why MMA? Because you've already done. You know, at this point, you had done judo. You had done uh, a little bit more on the grappling side. What was it that attracted you initially to MMA? Well, uh, MMA is like I said, uh, because of Rafael Cordero. Like he came by, and I, I ended up meeting him through through a friend and start training with him before he even had a gym. Like we went training on the beach a couple of times. Then. Um, things just like follow in a way that he opened a gym right by clabbers so i started training with him a lot and he's an amazing person so just like got felt really lucky and and blessed to have like a person like him like so close and being so convenient to train with him so it just like happened that way you know and training with him and training muay thai just opened the route to go to mma you know and use use the little muay thai i had and the jiu-jitsu that i had to you know to test myself in the in the sport and but i always felt that like i always felt into my judo into my jiu-jitsu you know and it was just the muay thai and the striking part was just more like okay now now you can go and and, and do it you know but, but i fell in love also too with muay thai muay thai is an amazing Muay Thai kickboxing, amazing sport. They're totally different. So when I'm getting too much jujitsu, I feel I, I I use the Muay Thai to balance a little bit. That's cool, and I do notice that with your team specifically is there is a nice rounded nature of it. You know, I see a lot of different classes go on that aren't just jujitsu. I see that you guys train a little bit of everything, and I think that's so welcoming uh, for a number of reasons, uh, especially when you you combine a fight team with your everyday practitioners and it seems that it's very inviting to all so that's that's always something that i i try to take a look at but um and it yeah, does help and when you sometimes done all. yeah and sometimes like people that are in jiu-jitsu but then let's say your the academy didn't have any muay thai they won't have the chance to train but since you have it at the gym sometimes there is a migration you know people will train both and then they will feel like going to to mma and so it gives it gives them like different routes that they can take too or both you know they if they want to do muay thai and jiu-jitsu or just muay thai and you know it's it's more it's more people coming into the gym and more people to me and like you said like all walks of life all walks of uh people coming into the gym and um and it keeps a it's it's it keeps a good balance for me you know when I, I love training striking, it's so different sport, and then, you know, go for jiu-jitsu, you know, and putting them together in MMA. I, re I really like that. I really, MMA is such a complete sport. It involves, like, every single martial arts, wrestling, judo, striking, boxing, uh, kicks, knees, ground and pound. Like, it's, it's the most complete martial art, you know, so it was just a... Uh, like a natural thing for me, like training Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu to go for it and implement that in my gym too. What was the most important thing that you've gotten out of training for MMA? Um, the most important thing that I got training for MMA is to really like feel like how can you use your Jiu-Jitsu if somebody's trying to punch you, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's like Judo, like you, nobody's trying to punch you, you're just trying to take the, each other down. Now, you know, and no jiu-jitsu too is mostly on the ground but like when somebody's trying to strike at you how can you get close and how can you you know really tie together like get a hold of the guy in a safe way so you can take him down and really control the your opponent you know i think that's that was like a 
plus you know like just uh, the love for it too you know i think it was really important for me to like learn something new at the time mm -hmm. you know and and learn from a great master like um like master rafael cordero you know it was he was a great master i because of him and me training with him like i met some of like the you know the toughest fighters fabricio verdun vanderlei silva i got to train with those people you know Mashida, shogun you know and when you train with those people you can see man that they're just normal human beings you know just like you living their life doing what they love and and know you know just like me uh, for a number <laughs> just of reasons, like anybody. but I'm sure, you know, <laughs> do we both go to the supermarket? Yes. Uh, do we both go occasionally watch a movie or Netflix? Yes. Um, do I step inside a cage and violently try to hurt somebody? Not, not particularly. Um, though I, I do tell people, and I do appreciate this, is that, uh, you know, when you mentioned the self-defense angle, it, it is good to have that well-roundedness, because I always mention to people... You know, if some guy came and attacked me and he's wearing a suit, oh, man, it is on. I know exactly where to use that suit. So I think it's very important that uh, you have those yeah. dynamics. Um, no, yeah. MMA is a, it's a tough, very tough sport, too. You know, like it's a challenge the first time you go inside the cage. Yeah. It's a challenge in your, in your mind, you know, like you're going to get punched, you know, if you mess up. And, you know, that challenge it's it's healthy you know it's a healthy challenge i feel you know like you're afraid but you're still going in there and you're still doing your best and it's kind of like combat jiu-jitsu you know you it's not punches but it's you're gonna get slapped you know and could hurt and you know it's it's gonna be you know different than just being relaxed in a certain position so it's the the challenge too i, I felt like facing the challenge was a was a really good thing for me do you have a preference, though, for combat jiu-jitsu? Is it more important to get the submission, or is it more important to get the slap knockout? I think they, they go both together, right? It's more important to get the submission because that's where you get the money, and that's where you get the 5000 you know, up, if you up. win the whole... If you finish somebody via slaps in combat jiu-jitsu... Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure, yeah. You can finish like, like that, like, too. What kind of terrible loophole is that? <laughs> I think both, you know, one opens the other. I feel like when you're when you're slapping, it, it probably could open a submission, and it's more chances for submissions. Like you were saying in the beginning, they're saying like, oh, people will let the other person get a dominant position, like mount the back, you know. Mm -hmm. And now, if if you get if you can get the mount, you can probably finish somebody from the mount and the back too, even from you know side control. So the it's it's a it's a bigger chance now to to get to the tko or the submission and get to the money you know and get to the goal of jujitsu which is like making the guy say stop yeah. <laughs> and uh this is something that's always intrigued me about fighters or or grapplers as we get a, a couple days out you know right now we're about two days out from ebi what does that process look like for you as you prepare like what did the next two days look like for you when you are competing or have since you've been in this before as you prepare for an ebi well um my weight is good you know like i'm five pounds but i still like now i'm not gonna train i'm not gonna roll hard or slap anybody right now for the next couple of days <laughs> i'm gonna just uh probably go out for a run and watch out what i eat and you know and focus on the weight and yeah, that's pretty much it. And try to rest, rest my mind, you know, not think about too much, you know, or what's, um, what, like, you know, not again, you know, nervous, like anything like that. Just stay calm and focus on the way. And, you know, I probably have to go for a run or do a little sauna before, you know, to cut the last couple pounds. So that's probably going to be it. Are there people that you see on the list that you would like to be matched up with? I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't looked much at the list, you know. I know that some of the uh, I know some of the guys that are in there, but I haven't looked at all the 16 guys. I'm actually waiting to see the brackets and then, you know, take a look at it. So, I have actually no preference in, you know, who they match me up with. Um, I don't know like a bunch of the guys, but um, yeah, not not really, you know don't have any preference of matching like whoever comes in whoever comes you know it, it's meant to be and it's gonna be it's gonna be the challenge you know 
So it doesn't sound like you you're somebody who necessarily game plans for this kind of a tournament where there are a lot of uncertainties in terms of individual opponents. You know, some people look yeah. and study those fifteen other people and everything that they yeah. can. Look maybe at. maybe that's a flaw for me. I don't like to do that. I don't like to study what people do. You know, I want to focus on what I do. I feel that if you focus a little too much on what other people do, you kind of get concerned about it too much. Ah, oh, he does this. I'm not gonna do that. It's good to know and be aware, but not focus so much on what other people do. I want to focus on what I'm gonna do, and keep confident that what I'm gonna do is gonna work. You know. So, I also am naturally trying to figure out how you do a preparation for EBI while starting a move. You guys moved to a different location for your gym. So how does that happen? Because I know you guys started the move originally somewhere around like what, May or June or something like that. And then I think you yeah. guys had like a, a grand opening a little bit later, maybe August or September. So what did that yeah. move entail and how much was that? Oh man, it was it was insane. It was like he came out of nowhere. Like we were planning on staying at the place that we were. We were good over there and then a bigger company came by and branded the whole space and they had to throw us out in 30 days. So in those 30 days, we had to find a place. And, you know, you know how, how hard it is sometimes to find the perfect place that is going to accommodate everything, you know, your kids, your adults. And But thankfully, we, we found a good space, which was full, like it was a drugstore before, but they left everything inside, so we had to, the whole team came together, and man, demolished the whole place together. I'm just going to make sure when you, you say know, it was a drugstore and they left everything behind, did they leave that good good behind too? You guys got all like, they left some of their, some of that too, you know, actually, <laughs> like it was found over there, some people found it, but like they left, like, they left all the, the shelves. The, everything that they had like just just took most of the the drugs mm -hmm. but they left a lot of garbage a sure. lot of trash that the the whole team get to got together and had to remove it and in one week it was like it was insane like how did it happen like from the transformation on the place was insane and one week we were able to we start operating again and start holding the class at the new gym it was insane. It was right after Pan Am's. I remember, like, uh, the Pan Am's finish. We had to go to the old gym and dismantle the whole gym and take everything out so the place could be empty the next day. And then that full week, we worked on the new place and was we were able to open on the next week, you know. So it was, like, it was insane, man. Uh, uh, but it was amazing to see everybody's... Uh, everybody's helping, everybody's coming in and doing, you know, giving up their time and, you know, helping the way they could, you know? That's awesome. It was insane. It was, it was awesome. Well, I know that, uh, <clears throat> I think I saw you last recently around, uh, Masters Worlds or, you know, you're, you're on record as being one of the people who I just, I never expect I'm going to see you, but I'm definitely not surprised when I do. So it's always like, you just kind of like, we always pass by each other. I'm like, hey, you're, yeah, of course you're supposed to be here. All right, I'll see you there. But Masters Worlds, <laughs> you're there. And then I felt like you guys had an opening, uh, like a grand opening sort of a thing, like shortly thereafter, a big uh, Labor Day event where you guys have an open mat or stuff like that, where you just kind of go, man, I know you're going to be at EBI. I know you're putting that together. I know you're at Masters Worlds. I know you're opening up a gym. It just seems like... That's a lot of stuff, so uh, it, it's yep. commendable that you're able to get all that stuff done. Yeah, have, having a baby soon now in November. Which, congratulations. We have a baby boy coming up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, life is, you know, being a little hectic, but that's that's the way I like it, to be honest, you know? Like, the calm the, the calm in between the, story, the storm, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now the baby's coming up is going to be the biggest the biggest event. <laughs> Sure, I mean, it's <laughs> fun and all. And then when the kid grows up, they're going to see this interview and being like, uh, Dad, I was the biggest event. <laughs> yeah, the main event, the main event of the life is coming up. Well, it's got to be good. Yeah, it's, uh, Are you prepared for a young boy? Are you prepared for potentially a younger version of you coming through? Yeah, I guess so. You know, like when I first had my daughter, I was young, you know, yeah, and yeah. 
but it was it was an amazing time too you know and now she's a little older she you know we have a you know a family she's it's me her and my my wife right now and the baby coming up so it's gonna be more like a family setup it was not gonna be like a single dad thing you know so it's gonna be a different different environment for sure different vibe over here does your daughter ever yeah we're already any... we're all excited does she ever have any concern for you doing the the combat jiu-jitsu or the the heavy crazy training that you're doing not really you know she's 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 been in this uh this environment her whole life you know i take i take her since she's like in the in the baby care you know a liver buy right by the mat and go train so she's been living in this environment for so long that's all she knows you know like so she doesn't she doesn't have any concern about it <laughs> well that's good i mean i i would if i were your kid uh, but that that's pretty dope. Uh, you know, Philippe, I know we're, we're running a little short on time, but I wanted to make sure uh, we gave you a couple opportunities to say a couple things. Number one, do you have any sponsors or people that you want to go ahead and give shout-outs before we start to close this on down? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I want to, you know, say thank you to all my, my students and being supporting me throughout this whole process. And, you know, my guys that have been helping me out from Clabbers coming by, and getting slapped and being and slapping me you know and making making sure that i'm ready for this tournament and um especially nick you know nick's gonna be there in my my corner want to thank him and alex one of my students that also trains at clabbers that he comes he came in and helped me out a lot for this for this uh tournament and my sponsors moya moya has always been by my side you know jesse's always been a great guy for me and you know, I'm really thankful for him. Also, Versa Climber, Brett's a black belt from Versa Climber. He comes trains with me sometimes, and he's a great friend, and he's uh, sponsoring me for this tournament. So, pretty pretty grateful for him too. And and then polar polar cryotherapy right by my house over here keeps me recovery. I go there every day, bug them <laughs> every day. I show up over there and get a little freeze and greater than Mills, she's being um you know supporting me with my my nutrition and being um, being i'm being able now to make way easy because of uh her her food so thank you very much for these people also you know shout out to Kleber, uh my friend rafael uh from angara jiu-jitsu he just opened his his gym in ladera ranch and it's the first uh, affiliate of our, my gym you know first student of mine that opened his own gym so i'm pretty happy for him um yeah he's in ladera ranch it's called mangara jiu-jitsu and crossfit and i don't know i think that's pretty much it and thank you thank you Raf, for like having me on your show and you know making this this uh, interview possible you know yeah i mean you showed up that's really the I press a button is really what it comes down to, and then it goes out to the people. Uh, Come on, dude. Nah, 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 nah. No. What, what I do want to make sure, though, is <clears throat> as we do close up, the last two questions I had for you are, are pretty pretty simple, but I always like to get where people are at on these things. So the first one is just for the immediate. What can people expect when they see you compete over at uh, EBI this weekend? uh aggressiveness i'm gonna be really aggressive um you know and i'm gonna go out for a submission i wanna i wanna make that money and i'm gonna get to the end and I'm, i wanna make the whole twenty thousand dollars so yeah in order for you to make that you gotta be aggressive know when to attack when to you know put your way and you know keep in control so they should expect that should expect a lot of action that's awesome and my last question is just, you know, I've always been intrigued to know why people open their gyms. And when I ask you why you open your gym, I also want to know why is it you open a gym and what is it that you hope to set forth as a legacy for your students? Uh, why open the gym? I was, I think it just happened. Like I got offered um, to teach at another gym and the gym ended up closing and I was like, man, I think that's the time for me to open a gym. And just the thought came on, you know, and everything went from there, you know, and, but, um, I'm really glad. I'm I always think about that. Like I made my hobby, the, my passion, you know, something I can, you know, make money with and be, 
with a family, you know, my family is mostly in Brazil, you know, I had to come here to be with my daughter, but, you know, like, um, the family that you make through jiu-jitsu and having a gym, you know, it's, it's deep, you know, it, it runs deep, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I expect, like, uh, from my students, the co- like, keep the camaraderie, you know, keep that feeling of, uh, collaboration, you know, among them and keeping that love among them, that friendship, you know, and just just to make that grow, you know, make that grow, uh, and they can, you know, use jujitsu as, you know, something positive in their lives, you know, to keep them from the, you know, all, all the bad shit around the world, and you know, keep spreading that. That's what I expect that they keep spreading, like my friend Rafael. Just open his gym, and I can already see in the little time that he opened, you know, he's already has great people there with him, and he's spreading that love too, you know. That's a good way to close, uh, Philippe. I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. I'm just going to close this real quick, and I'll be right back with you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this installment of the Grappling Hour. Here's how it works: we do more of these episodes, we do them weekly, and right after EBI, you're going to definitely see some interviews from me, but you're also Going to see next week, we are going to have our premiere episode for Grappling Hour, which again is a spinoff of Verbal Tap. It's just more of the same. You know, at this point, who I am and what I do. So if you get the opportunity, go and follow us at grapplinghour.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, all Grappling Hour. If you guys like this, definitely you know send us a note, share this, do all that sort of good stuff, because we definitely want to keep it growing and give grapplers the opportunity to get their voices and their narratives out there in the way that they deserve like other MMA shows do (laughs) anyway um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in we will see you back for the premiere on Tuesday so that's Tuesday October 2nd the premiere of Grappling Hour and uh, we're very excited my thanks to Philippe thank you so much for popping in man I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today no no thank you thank you Raph I appreciate your your opportunity and the space alright guys we'll see you on Tuesday